Hi everybody, this is Ashley Schlemmer and I am about to read uh, The Burial of Jesus, John 19, 31 through 42. Um, before we get into that though, I just want to say I hope everybody is staying safe and um, healthy and um, although it could be looked at as a scary time, um, one thing that I am taking out of this is the time that I'm getting to spend with my husband and my stepson and my daughter um, we're all in the, under the one roof together and although it's you know daycare and high school and two jobs at one time we're um, finding the little blessings of just everyday life and um, spending more time with Amelia she's grown so fast that all the time that we can spend with her is just great so I hope you're finding little blessings along the way too and um, with that, I'll get into the scripture. Again, this is John 19, 31 through 42. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be the special Sabbath. Because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken, and as another scripture says, they will look on the one who have been pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who, who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of mirth and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in the accordance of the Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. I hope everybody has a wonderful Easter. And again, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. I want to thank the Schimler family for reading the scriptures for us today. This particular one applies to the time of, after Jesus gave up the spirit, and he said it was finished, and he died. And now he's hanging on the cross, and now what to do with him? As dramatically told about the legs being broken of the others, it was a method for which they would use to try to they would use to try to increase the uh, pain and increase the death and to keep them from running away. So they were taking down these men that they had just put up on the cross. But when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. And it fulfilled the scriptures as they were reading and as John was highlighting what that what that meant in the fulfillment of the Bible. It is fascinating to me that Jesus rested in the tomb on the Sabbath day, which reminds me of the passage of scripture that says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. 
It was only on the Sabbath day that he would rest. Passover was on Sabbath. And so that particular day of the week, Jesus rested in the tomb. Just as he rested at creation on the seventh day. It is a unique and wonderful connection for us to see that God rested on his holy Sabbath day, even in the tomb. These two very wealthy men, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, they had been watching Jesus from a distance. As you recall, Nicodemus had been and talked with Christ before, remember in the midnight about being born again. But here, we find the appearance of Joseph Arimathea, which we really hadn't seen much about him in the story of Jesus until this point. And then he stepped up and he asked for the body of Christ. It's interesting that there was a cave, a burial place. They used to bury them in caves and this cave was not too far from where the crucifixion actually took place. And so as the Sabbath hours were coming, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea took the body and they actually placed the body in Joseph Arimathea's grave that he had produced and, and uh, made for himself. Jesus laid in Joseph's grave. Jesus laid in our grave for us in our behalf that we might have life. The significance of what happened is wonderful to read and wonderful to behold that Jesus, when he died, he died for us. I invite you to read the scripture over again found in John 19 and to contemplate its meaning, contemplating what it meant to have Jesus be part of that. So let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you very much for this powerful story of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus as they took the body of Christ and placed him in the grave. I thank you, Lord, that, that these men were able to step forward and to, and to do this for Jesus and to fulfill Scripture. I thank you that it was all done according to Scripture, that we may know and have confidence in Jesus our Savior. Be with us today. And God bless each of us with your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.